play a human DM. Hey, my name is David. I play Brock Timbers, Gnome Bard. Hey, my name is Ryan. I play Edson, a Asimar Paladin. I'm Tommy Stenrose. I play Kelmar, a Water Genase Druid. Hi, I'm Tommy Gray. I play Shane, a Human Gunslinger. Has met with Gustavo, has retrieved your reward, and headed back to the headed back to the inn. Um, as you guys headed back to the inn, um, you guys found out that unfortunately some of the gold that was given to you from Gustavo was actually just copper painted gold. Um, in frustration, uh, Brock uh, decided that he was going to get vengeance upon them. Uh, perfect. Uh, so you guys all wake up the next morning, uh, and what do we want to do? This is the day that the caravan is leaving. Uh, Brock walks out uh, of his of his portion of the room, and he's like, uh, "Gentlemen, um, I know we got bamboozled yesterday, but uh, never fear. I I feel like this should be a little bit of of compensation. It's not as much as we all would have gotten, but." Here, and I'm going to hand out 50 gold to Shane, Edson, and Kelmore. I smile and I say, I do want to swing by the jeweler and hawk these gems before we leave town. Um, if anyone wants to join me, I believe I should get that done sooner than later because we need to get to the caravan. I start, as he's saying that, I'm throwing my boots on. I'm going to go see my blacksmith. Uh, sounds good. Um, I'll accompany Shane to the blacksmith. Perfect. Um, I want to have a roll off to the side who goes first. Um, so one of you guys roll against another. One rolls. Uh, each of you guys roll a twenty and see who wins and who goes first. Okay. Here it comes. Good Ryan. All right. So we'll start off with the jeweler. Um, as you guys wake up in the morning, uh, Shane or uh, Edson, you do notice since you've hung with Brock lots. Uh, Brock has these big old bags under his eyes. Um, he probably didn't sleep all that much last night. Um, as you guys wake up in the morning, uh, the sun is just barely getting over the wall of Daggerford, so it's still kind of dark. Um, it's cold, obviously, in the north. Um, and you guys head into town, uh, and you guys walk over to the jewelers, and the jeweler is open. Okay. Um, I, I imagine... just said... Uh... Sorry, um, I imagine our clothes got um, uh, cleaned. And we're all dressed oh, in our yes. normal. Yes. Okay. I wanted yes. to collect all uh, of my stuff. Clean and, uh, sitting outside, uh, sitting outside uh, your guys' rooms. Cool. Brock would walk in, um, and confidently walk up to the uh, counter. Um, as you walk up to the counter, a gentleman in a fire tailor suit walks out. He says, "Welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, what can I do for you?" Um, I pull out the. So we had, okay, we took 10, we have 11, two are really good. So nine, I have nine gems um, I'm trying to hawk to this guy. Um, I wrote down the numbers last time, and um, it's a total of 150 gold. For the nine gems that you're handing him? Yeah, so I'm holding on to the precious one, obviously. Um, and I'm holding on to the one um, black one that uh, was a, one of the cut gems. Okay. Um, as you put the gems uh, down, you kind of have like in a bag and you lay it out in front of him. He's like, looking to sell? Yes, sir. 
Uh, he grabs a uh, eyeglass to kind of like start looking at these, rotating around around in his hand. Uh, finicles with a couple of them. Uh, he grabs like a small, like a, almost like a chisel, and kind of like picks at a couple of them to see their quality. And he says, uh, "Okay." And it kind of slides a couple out of the way. The ones that are like a little bit nicer looking, the ones that are a little bit less nicer looking. Um, I could probably do this for, say, ninety-five for all of them. Um, Brock looks at him a little bit. And be like, I mean, I personally was thinking one twenty. Uh, persuasion check. Uh, 17 plus 7, so 24. So Brock uh, kind of like leans into it and uh, kind of like uses his suaveness of letting him know, you know, I'm thinking a little bit more 20. And he like kind of touches a couple of them. This one could look really nice in this set of uh, this set of jewelry. You could easily resell this to, you know, a commoner. They don't even need it anyways, right? And you joke with him a little bit and uh, he, you kind of charm him up a little bit. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. 120 sounds fair. Brock, uh, Brock nods and says, uh, it's a great doing business with you. I takes those and he uh, stacks out the money um, and he gives you 120 gold. Um, I uh, tip my hat. I look to Ed and I say, uh, anything you need for the road before we leave? Um, Let's see. You've got the rations taken care of and everything, so... Hmm. No, I think I'm good. Um, for Brock and Edson, uh, fifty foot of rope. It's like a couple silver, if I remember right. Yeah, I want. I want to stock up on this up, so a I'm couple good. bottles of wine, uh, fit, you know, like some rope, and some rations, and just you know things for the road. Just um, give me a, a total amount, and I'll and I'll distract it. Sure. Um, I would say for rations, rope, and wine. Do you want good wine? What kind of wine do you want? Yeah, I'll take good some wine. good wine. How many, how many bottles? Five. Uh, say ten gold. That will cover all your needs. Okay. Um, rations are mostly five, five. Yeah. Good. That sounds fair to me. All right, we're hopping over to Shane and Kelmer. Uh, Shane and Kel, while you guys head through the city, um, head over to the uh, area towards the docks. As you guys are walking over, Kelmar, you get that nice salty smell from the uh, river. Um, and as you continue over to the blacksmith, uh, Shane, you open the door, hear the ringing, ringing of the bell, and there's a gentleman that seems to be talking to the blacksmith. What's going on here? I ordered this two weeks ago. This is for the guild. What is the delays? I was supposed to get this yesterday. I know, sir. I know. I, I I just I have a lot of projects on hand, and I'm trying to get it done to you. And uh, the guy's like, "No, I I expect this done by today. Not just that. I want my money back. I'm never coming back here to waste my time with you." But please, sir, please just understand. I uh, it took me time. It took me things that I need to take care of, and I, I cannot give you a refund. What do you mean you can't give me a refund? Excuse me, sir. And he looks back. What do you want? Uh, it's my fault that uh, he's been behind. He's been working on a project. I expedited it for him. And he uh, looks back at you, and he's like, well, then you then you obviously are going to be the one that's covering the cost of me having a delayed project then, right? Well, I'm sure something can be worked out. What do you have on mind? What did, what did you uh, 
what did you request from this fine blacksmith? Um, and he kind of explains essentially that he's looking for a lot of bolts and like uh, basically bars that essentially kind of seal on the inside of a boat um, to kind of create the inner parts of a boat to make sure it's sealed. Um, and he basically needs like bent metal um, rivets to essentially go across the boat and like a pretty large order. Um, and because of the delay now, he has to pay all of his workers to do nothing today. Um, so, and how much total is all of this going to cost you? Are you asking how much the total cost would cost for the rivets and all the pieces, or the, how much it would cost for him to pay his workers to work? A whole thing, yeah. With the rivets and everything else, it's, it's about 250 gold. It's a lot of material. I need it to be able to build ships on the dock. Two hundred and fifty gold. Um, and you paid in advance. Of course, I paid the guild, and the guild acquired uh, hired him to do the work. So, <clears throat> it's between him and the guild, then, correct? Of course, but I am the customer. I expect to be reimbursed for this. I will go to the guild, and the guild will make sure he never works here ever again. Oh, whoa, whoa, come on. We've all had bad days, weeks, months, you included, I'm sure. So, this fine blacksmith, sure, and I lean past the angry customer, is getting close to being done with my project. Um, and uh, you, you hear him talk up, and he like kind of just nods his head, like. So, <clears throat> and I'm sure that he'll be done with this fine gentleman's project very soon still looking at uh the blacksmith he's like yes I, I just need to finish the rivets um your project's actually finished when do you think you'll be done with the rivets uh, i mean if i uh, i already had to work through the night um but if i can keep going i could probably finish it before noon today kelmar's gonna step up and he's gonna say what if what if i help you how about that Help me make the rivets. Yeah, I'm. I'm handy. I've, I've worked on a. I've worked on plenty of ships before. I know rivets. Um, and you hear the gentleman that's the customer. That doesn't solve the problem. I still did not get what I needed for today's work. Uh, I have workers that are currently just sitting at the dock doing nothing. And Look. I understand, sir. We want you to get you your product as quickly as possible. Um, how about you take what he has now because it sounds like he has something and in a couple of hours we will deliver you the rest of your materials for the day's work give me a persuasion you lose check. maybe one or two hours persuasion check such good <laughs> intentions but he does he can't persuade anybody because it's crazy as shit i got a minus one Kelmar boats and sails <laughs> Nah, six, so I got a five. No, but I still have workers that I need to pay that are doing nothing right now. I need to at least be reimbursed to be able to pay for them. How much is that? Uh, he's like doing numbers in his head. Um, about 15 gold should cover the workers to be able to work up until noon if I can get my material by noon. Kelmar will look over at uh, at Shane. 
He kind of just nodded his head. And um, he'll give seven gold. Give him ten. I'll say, I'll give you two extra. The trouble. Uh, he takes it and snatches it out of your guys' hand. He's like, fine. And he looks over at the blacksmith. I'll be seeing you at noon. And he walks out the door. Um, and then you finally see the boy that was usually on the backside of the counter kind of peek his head over the counter and just like kind of like have that shared, scared look on his face. Is he gone? I'm going to motion over to the boy with a uh, kind of like my hand. I'm going to motion him over. Um, he's what? We would just say like five to six or something, right? Uh, six, seven. He's, six he's, seven. A, young, he's a young lad. Um, as he like okay. keeps his head, you see uh, his father kind of put his hand on top of his head and he says, That's not, go ahead. Um, and he looks over to Shane. Um, I walk over. You okay? Um, yes, thank you, gentlemen, very much. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, it's just... Sometimes when the guild gets involved, uh, their customers are very demanding. And uh, if I lost my blacksmith, me and my boy would, I don't know where we'd be. All things will work out just fine. So. Uh, he goes down and like, kind of like, he was about to grab it. He stops for a second. He's like, can we, and like, kind of like looks at Kelmer. He's like, is he cool? Oh yeah. 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 He's fine. Uh, I'll give him a, I'll give him a smile and a thumbs up. Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to uh, to his son, and I'm gonna kneel down, and I'm gonna druid craft a succulent in my hand, and I'm gonna give it to him. Absolutely. Uh, I guess do a performance check with advantage. Cool. Or no no no. You, if you have something better, Arcana or Nature will be fine. I'm pretty sure my Arcana's plus five. Uh, nature's plus two. Performance is definitely minus one because charisma is shit for Kelmar. Arcana. He loves to live by himself. Arcana's um, fine. Yeah, you're using your magic Arcana. to develop it. With advantage? Weak. I mean, you don't need the advantage, but yeah, whatever. Okay, he has a 19. Um, he is thoroughly entertained that you just basically created something out of nothing, out of right out of your hands. Totally. Um, and while this is going on, uh, Shane is kind of keeping him entertained. He's more in a, The kid's more in a positive mood now. Um, you see the blacksmith pull out uh, something with both of his hands, and it's covered in a cloth. As he peels it, uh, peels it open, um, he's like, "I try my best to match the colors, um, and your your has like a gold, uh, like leafy and like through the handle and through the actual uh, barrel." And he continued the black color all the way through the long barrel of it, um, and you can see that it's attached on there. It's slightly crude at the main connection point, but it looks like with a little bit of work you can easily smooth that out. But it seems to be functional. Has rivets on, has uh, basically uh, barreling on the inside of it. And it's smooth and round. Uh, the only thing that it is missing is the reticle on the top is still at the same point of where it originally was for where your handgun is. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, so when he gives it back to me, it's still cylinderless. I have that on me. Mm-hmm. So I'll look down. I remember specifically requesting rifling. Mm-hmm. I'll look down in it and does it have the rifling? It does have the rifling. <clears throat> I'll uh, pop the cylinder back in. Now give it a nice spin. Um, and then I'll kind of look at it, and Shane will ask, "Do you have a leather strap? Maybe I don't know, 
three feet long? A scrap. Something like that. Uh, he pauses for a second. He's like, um, actually, I think I have something in the back. And he kind of goes back to the room. You see uh, a bunch of things. Go, <laughs> he's like, shit, God, take it. Uh, comes back out. Uh, it's kind of like looks like a harness, basically that they use like on like crates to be able to like wrap around crates to be able to pull up on crane. It's like um, this one's broken. Um, I haven't repaired it yet. So uh, what you guys did for me is plenty of cost to cover this. And he hands it right to you. Oh, I insist on paying for it, and I'll put a, a stack of five gold coins down. And uh, he like looks at the five coins and he tries to push it away. And right as you like hear the coin drip uh, drop onto the table, you see the kid not distracted by the uh, by what Kelmar's doing, whip his head around. He's like, "Oh!" And he walks over the table, We're taking it, and he slides it back over to his dad. <laughs> and I, that's what a that's what a leather strap harness goes for. About right. Big wink at the kid. <laughs> and he thumbs up. Mark, uh, what else? What else is in this guy's blacksmith? Does he have like a display or anything? Uh, like he has like uh, fishermen's nets. He has uh, cages for like catching like shellfish. Um, he has oars. He has everything that a boat essentially would have to display there, minus a boat itself. Got it. You should get some fishing nets, Kelmar. Oh yeah, I was thinking about getting something. Talking to Dave about what the barrel should do. What did we decide? Because it's been like forever. 1D12. 1D12. Okay. It will keep the same range, basically. Uh, but because the bullet size is essentially going down a longer barrel, I like to think of it as has more torque as it's like spinning through the barrel. Um, so essentially it hits harder. Um, you're not getting any extension on the range just because the same amount of gunpowder is basically being shot in the back of it. So the same velocity is still the same. Mm-hmm. Take that. So your, your hand cannon... Your 1D10 hand cannons now a 1D12 rifle. Yes. So do you have the 1D10 cylinder, or is it different? Is it the same cylinder type of thing? Is that how you're playing it? Okay, yeah, so that he... if we were if we were truly speaking on how to increase the damage, like, and we were, and guns were like like they are in real life, I would have I would bore the cylinder, turn it from six to four, make a larger round. And it goes, then the larger round goes to the longer rifle, and it does work. But it's magic fantasy land, so we're just gonna, we're, we're just slapping a barrel on it, and it, now it does more damage, okay? That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Don't overthink it. Increase, if he wants to increase the range and increase to hit, he will have to make a new rifle, because this is probably what he can do with this rifle. What, with I, this what I was thinking was, if you guys were like interchanging barrels, like your little palm pistol, you can maybe make it uh, into a stronger butt. That's fine. That's... Well, that's what I, the next. My next step is to take the one that's attached to my, um, the extendo arm or whatever the surprise one, is to get that one up to four shots because I think it's just one right now. Get that one to four, and that that's one it. goes in the holster, and then make the uh, crossbow fit on that attachment somehow because it's foldable, right? The hand crossbow. Yes. Fold it. Mm-hmm. So it'll fold on that thing, and then it'll unfold for nice. whatever reason. Shane's Shane's so, always tinkering, as a as a good gunsmith yeah. tinkerer should be. Yeah. So I like to Shane. I like to think Shane is like Inspector Gadget in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> go stuff. Go gadget headshot. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um, I'm gonna go back to the hotel, 
Um, oh no, I'm going to go back to the caravan. And when I get there, and I've taken care of everything in town, right? That's that's oh, all I have to do. Did you want to buy anything before you guys head out? Pikes or anything like that, like fishing pikes, with like a spear and a barb off to the side. Uh, yeah, I think I have some of those. Uh, okay. yeah, they're like crew, they're not like, you know, like weaponized, so like you won't be able to use it as a weapon unless you want to use it as in. No, it's a fishing supply, it's a fishing tool. Yeah, and it's very thin, uh, very narrow, has a very mm-hmm. sharp tip, um, and it has a little bit of a barbed edge on one side of it. Yeah. Um, are they attached? Are they just like the heads or they are attached to poles? They're attached to poles. Um, they're kind of short though. They're not like a, like if you would think of like a quarter staff, think of it more like a short spear. Like something that you can be able to easily hold with one hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to buy three of them if he has them. Um, and he just hands you three. He's like, thank you. Thank, just take them. Um, and he says, take them. And then I'll like look at them and then I'll grab a net. <laughs> he's like, that's fine. That's fine. I, I need to get to these rivets. So he heads out. He's like, my son will take from it the rest. And you see this okay. hop, hop up on the uh, stool. And he's just like, let's make a deal, gentlemen. And then I, I flip him a gold. And I say, I'll say, plant that thing in the dirt outside and water it once a week. And I'll, give, and I'll rough his head up a little bit. Uh, you throw the coin at him and it hits him square in the forehead and he drops it onto the counter. He's like, dang it. <laughs> yep so you guys head out and you guys are heading back to the caravan right yeah okay uh i would say it's like same timetable you guys kind of uh, head out to daggerford um you guys see uh, some of the caravans are loaded up and about to leave um you see new heart kind of tying the horses onto the wagon uh kelmar you see uh boyd and lita both sitting at the gate actually standing at the gate and they kind of wave you down uh, I'll give him a big old smile and then I will do a kind of a, a look back at the guys, uh, Shane, Brock, and uh, Edson, and uh, I'll say, I'll see you tonight. And then I kind of jog off. And... Kilmar, good to see you again, my friend. Um, Boy, have, yes, hey. I wanted to let you know I got an amazing opportunity here at Daggerford. I'm going to be, it's going to be amazing once I tell you. And like, Lita's like shaking her head, like, ugh. I'm going to be the main alcohol supplier for the Dragon uh, Dragonford Inn. <laughs> Amazing, right? Oh my oh my god, that's awesome, Boyd. Oh man. Um are you, what it All right. And then like Kelmar will kind of like realize what's what's happening and like he's he'll just be like hit with like kind of like a wave of sadness. He'll be like, "So you're not you're not coming with us? You're there's, there's, there's people north that have alcohol. You can go and buy it from them, too. He's like, no, no, no. I, I, I understand. Uh, I, it's much easier for me to travel from here back to uh, Baldur's Gate. I have my main suppliers as well as my breweries all down there. It's best if I just do that and head back to Daggerford. Um, I'm sorry, Kalmar, but it's, it's just as one of those things. I, I have to take advantage of this. This, this could set me for life. This could... Lita doesn't even have to watch after me. And Lita chuckles. <laughs> uh, and and I'll, I'll, I'll look to Lita and I'll, I'll say, are you, does that mean you're, you're not coming along either? She says, no, I have to watch after Boyd. Make sure he doesn't get into any more trouble. 
Kelmar will he'll kind of look at his feet, kind of shuffle him around a little bit, kick a rock. He'll be like, well, you know, if this is an opportunity for you guys to to thrive in the business that you're in, then that's amazing. I'm happy for you. But I'm I'm sad that our journey's ended so soon. You guys you guys were really good friends of mine. I haven't had friends and well, I had lots of friends, but Um and then I'm boy, gonna miss you. Boy looks at you and he's like You've done so much for me. You you basically allow me to still walk. You you helped the cause of getting me back on my feet, which I can never repay. Um, but hopefully this token will help. I mean, he pulls out a, uh, looks like a bottle shape, but basically just wrapped in like a nice like cloth with, uh, wrapped around it. And it has like a, almost like a gold painted, uh, writing on the front of it. And, uh, it is written with, written with his signature, Boyd, right across the front of it. And he hands it to you. He's like, I hope that you can enjoy this someday. And I'll look at, I'll look at him and I'll look at Lita. Like, is this, this, this wine? This, this booze? You giving me some of your good booze? Bud? Uh, and uh, he looks at you and he is like, that booze is from the mountains up north. So far north that uh, most people have never seen it before. Uh, please, enjoy it with your friends. Uh, enjoy it with family if you ever see them again. Uh, just stay safe out here, and hopefully if you ever come back to Daggerford or Baldur's Gate, I'll see you on the road. I'm, I'm looking you guys up for sure. And then I go and I give them both like a big hug, like they, uh, I bring them both in and. Uh, Boyd embraces it. He hugs you uh, nice and uh, nice and hard. Uh, Lita's kind of like there, but like does the uh, slight pat on your back, like okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> yep, kind of awkward. Um, and he like grabs your hand and shakes it very vigorously. Thank you, thank you again, Kelmar. Thank you. Um. I'll look at Boyd and I'll say, you know what? I've made some lifelong friends and I wouldn't change our journey for the world. If I'm ever back here or in Baldur's Gate, I'll come knocking on your door and our adventure will continue on then. Happy, a tear drops to his eye a little bit and uh, he uh, just pats you on the back and he says, "Ah, I gotta, I gotta get... (laughs) some booze to the inn. And he walks away and Lita's like, nods, nods her head and kind of like bows her a little bit to you and says, thank you for everything. And I'll look at her and say, take care of him, Lita. Right on. And then I'll, 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 uh, I'll give her like a big old smile, just a huge grin and just like one of those, like one of those waves is like, and then walk or walk away, and then the smile will turn to like a very somber face, and he'll he'll be pretty. I wouldn't say upset, but just not his jovial self for the whole day. Yeah. Uh, so Kelmer kind of walks back over to Newhar and uh, his brother. Uh, you guys are already there, kind of getting all your supplies, putting your stuff on your back, getting your horses ready, uh, and you see Kelmar walking back. I. Uh... Guess I'm riding with you guys the rest of the way. Uh, Boyd and Lena got a really good opportunity here, and uh, they're going to be the the main alcohol suppliers. So they're they're going to be staying here. Wow, that's... Uh, Brock, you notice he's very he's carrying a very nice bottle with wrapping around it. Wow, that's great. That's a 
great, you know, that's a life-changing um, business right there. Um, is that a little uh, token of his appreciation? Huh? I'll hold up the bottle by its neck and kind of, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he said to enjoy this with friends and, you know, if I ever ever meet up with a family member or anything uh he said uh enjoy it with the people that i hold closest to me yeah put so, that deep in your pack we'll, we'll, we'll put this Save we'll put this one. thing some uh somewhere safe and who knows and then i'll climb up onto the uh onto the cart like the back of the cart all right, so as the caravan is getting set up and we're about to head out, uh, I need everyone to give me two D20 rolls. I need a raw number from each one. All right. I uh, I got a 17 and a 9. I got an 11 and a 17. I got a 17 got... and a 7. You guys all hit 17s in some way. Either the first or the second one. All right, so I have the rolls. Um, okay, so we are getting into caravan. It's pretty early morning. Uh, you guys get into your, uh, with new heart, get on your horses. Uh, for those that ride horses, I know Brock is not a fan. Um, and you guys kind of mount up and start heading out uh, on the road. As you guys head out to the road, uh, you see that the caravan size looks like it's about the same, but there are a couple new carts that you guys haven't seen before, as well as a couple people have joined. Um, looks like travelers, um, peasants, a um, couple people in nicer clothes. A variety of people have joined the caravan to head towards north, towards water, Water's Deep. Brock looks back at the silhouette of Daggerford and be like, See you later, Daggerford. It was wild. And rotate around and place his eyes forward um, on top of the wagon. With your eyes' checks earlier, Brock, Shane, and Kelmar, uh, you guys all noticed um, a, some of the guards from one of the wagons that recently joined um, is keeping an unusual eye on you guys. Um, as you guys are going down the road, um, we're going to go through a full day here, and you guys are going to end up like being back at camp. Uh, they kind of keeping their eye on you. Two uh, male guards, two male human guards, uh, are keeping an eye on your group, waiting for, seeing every time you guys sit down, every time you guys take a break. Um, one of them is kind of like jotting notes down as he's looking at you, and every time you guys look over at him, uh, they kind of like turn their head and look up into the sky and stuff. Is this why we're like moving along, the caravan's moving? Okay. Um, I'm going to turn around and... We all, I noticed it. We all noticed it. Okay, so I'm going to turn uh, around. Everyone except Edson. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to, you know, look around, make it look like I'm just watching the caravan go by and checking wagons, tipping my hat to people who I recognize. As I'm walking down the caravan, like I said, nodding at people, saying hi, um, I want to bump into the one who was writing stuff and I want to pick that pocket. Um, so you want to go on foot then? You're not riding on the horse? Right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you're approaching him, uh, he, uh, you see both the guards put their hand on their swords and kind of like, hey, 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 what's going on? What do you Oh, need? no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm like playing totally oblivious to them. Like, didn't even see they were there. That's the pretense I'm using to have to run into them. 
Oh, if you approached their vicinity, they would have basically still said something. Um, so as I'm, I'm oh, just watching the caravan go by. You know, I've been with them for how long now? Um, God, close to a month. I think fifty days. Fifty days, almost uh, two months. months. Almost two months. Oh, I'm, you know, just checking out the caravan, saying hi to people I know. I've been with them for almost two months. We're like family out here. And then uh, one of the guys, the other guy behind him says, well, keep your family to yourself. This is our care. Yeah. This is our wagon. Speaking of family, I don't recognize you two boys. You just get here? Uh, and they're like, yeah. Got hired on on Daggerford. And they kind of relax a little bit. Oh, man. I love this sort of work here on the caravan. You get hired, you know, you shoot a few wolves on the side of the road, and they give you gobs of coin. And you get to travel, see the world. They're nice. Yeah, yeah, totally, my man. Uh, you said you've been here for about almost two months? Uh, yeah, almost two months now. Um, and, you know, I flitter between uh, a lot of caravans and certain things from, you know, get payment from others in one way, payment from others in a different way. Kind of just uh, do kind of like, yeah, yeah, chit-chat. And as they're chit-chatting with you, uh, the human male with uh, brown hair, and uh, he kind of, like, uh, raises his voice. Hey, keep a move on, all right? And uh, the guard's like, hey, sorry, man. I just got to move on. Uh, one of them kind of, like, puts his hand on your back, the one that was writing, and uh, kind of gets near you as the other one's like, yeah, let's just keep him moving. Um, I want to, like, you know, he's. Uh, I'll reach out to shake his hand as he gets close, and then I'll... Uh, They'll pull him into, like, some sort of appropriate bro hug for the area. And then uh, this is where I'm going to slide a hand and steal it. But to fool him, I'm going to say, you know, watch out for the cart with the gargoyles on it, which is like, yeah, no shit, idiot. But watch out for this cart over here, man. Sometimes they do some weird stuff. Yeah, and then black I'll, and red cart with gargoyles yeah, on top of it. Black and red cart with gargoyles on top. Watch out for him. <laughs> Weird. Yes, I'd hand. Then yes. Slide of hand, and then also give me an a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. So the slide of hand is high. Now we need a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. That's probably going to be as good as it gets for sure. Yeah. So this persuasion check is a sixteen. The slide of hand is a twenty-four. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you basically pick, you actually pick uh, pick his pocket, get a bit of lint from his pocket, as well as it looks like a necklace of some sort, and you also grab a notepad. Notepad. Um. Um. He's like, hey, like he pauses and he's like, gargoyles. Why do like gargoyles in our caravan? Say, is he saying that to me? Mm-hmm. No clue, but and I look around. And so I'll pull out a silver piece, and I go, but if you if you do what he asks and you keep your mouth shut, and I'll flick him the silver coin, you get paid. And he grabs the coin, and he's like, all right, thanks for the tip, man. And uh, they continue to walk down as you stroll down the caravan. And you can, Brock, still see me? I'm sure you watched me do this. Uh, you're we can all, we can all still see you. Yeah, so Brock, 
Brock can probably see you because he's on top of the wagon and he can kind of like look back if he needs to. But you're about two or three carts away from where you guys are with Newhar. I'm going to point. So we, I'm, I'm going to wave at him if he notices me. I'm going to point at my head. I'm going to go like this. So I can't shout anything at you. We're too far away. I don't want him to know which, which people I'm hooked up with. I'm basically going to try to get you to message me. Yeah, I picked that up. Mark, how far away are they? How far is message? 120. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Uh, Brock will pull out his pipe. Sigh, look out the countryside. Pack it. Yeah, it's actually a little bit more grassland now. So it's like less trees. It's a little bit more open. Nice, cool breeze coming from the ocean. And um, I will cast message uh, to Shane saying, What's the haps, Caps? Uh, when you get, I'm trying to be in. Uh, is this where it's limited? Where I'm only allowed to say a few things? Yeah, you got about twenty 25 words, words. Twenty-five words. I uh, trying to be inconspicuous. Does that count as one word? <laughs> um, send my horse. Send my horse in ten minutes. So I'm gonna just. I'm gonna keep acting like I'm some fucking yokel, some uncle. Uncle Tom, some uh, some some guy who knows everybody on the caravan, and then you send the horse back, and then when I get the horse, I'll come back around. Tip the hat on Winstow. Nope, Clint Eastwood. Mm. <laughs> All um, right, and then uh, Brock would have Dave, told. Did you send the horse? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Brock would have told uh, Etson to send the horse back. <laughs> so you're the animal handler. Um, I'm the human handler. <laughs> I'll go, should I roll for animal handling right now, then? The horse has a rope, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> then I'll help, I'll grab the horse. <laughs> and just um, you see back. Shane's just casually strolling to the side of the caravan. Probably, he's going the same way as the caravan, but probably not as fast kind of like guides over the horse over to you and like kind of hands it off to you and you hop on the horse and I would imagine you guys just trot along the side of the road a little off the path and get you guys back over to Newar's wagon. Alrighty. I probably would have uh, summoned my steed. Uh, sure. Give me a... What do we always do? Religion, I think, is what we normally do. I think you've done uh, wisdom in the past. Wisdom. Yeah, let's just do wisdom too. Hmm. All right, Mark. While I'm thinking about it, I got the strap to make obviously a strap for the gun, um, and however long that takes to make, it would take probably a night. So you can do it. Like I got a ten for the wisdom save. Uh, it is a uh, blue one-headed uh, dragon seed. All righty. This one looks familiar. Possibly like the one you've summoned before. I just pat it on the nose. Uh, yeah, it's jolly. It's happy. It's happy to be around. Well, that's good. Then I'll, I'll hop on its back and uh, take the rein of the other horse and lead it towards everyone else. Yep. And uh, you guys are back over with Newhart. And Newhart is like uh, kind of like talking to Brock. Um, during this time period, and Newhart just kind of talking um, 
about like what you guys do uh what uh, what did you guys do with your time um we were selling product over at the marketplace which surprisingly was relatively successful uh but unfortunately because of his brother his brother got into a gambling situation where they lost most of the money they earned no what's his brother's name again uh, I think it's like Silo. Silo. We always say this. We never remember his brother's name. No, because he's he, he he's a mute and uh, he doesn't talk. I think it's Silo. Is he like Wait. the driver of the cart? Like I don't no. know if I've ever. He's the wood carver. I'm sure I've seen him before on in the caravan. He hangs out in the. He hangs out in his wagon mostly. Mm-hmm. He hangs out in the wagon. He's the wood carver, and uh, Duhar is kind of the seller. Uh, yeah, Silo. Um, but yeah, and he kind of asked you. So, Brock, what do you what are you revealing to him of what you guys did? Um, I'm gonna say we we drank, we ate, we slept, we did everything that the road deprives us of, <laughs> with a big smile. Um, uh, we uh. We did a little um, gambling ourselves, and uh, we uh, actually came out uh, on top quite a few times. Well, he looked over and he's like, "That's awesome! Hopefully, good stories to tell, right?" And he kind of like, a kind of like uh, shrugs his shoulders, like, "Yeah, some good stories." Talk to Edson. Absolutely, we. Uh, it's part. It's, you know, quite. quite Part of the reason why I'm such a traveled individual is I want to gather as many stories as humanly possible and archive them and make them my own and just become the world's greatest bard. Kelmar will say from the back of the wagon, please, God, don't rap again. We get it. <laughs> Edson, like, peers around, please. Please, no more. <laughs> you guys weren't complaining when you're making your nice armor with my help, were you? <laughs> well, it's because we've heard it for like eight nights in a row. <laughs> the same, the same guidance rap. <clears throat> yeah, that's all I I, uh, I tell him that we uh, we did a little gambling ourselves, which is not, you know, a lie. No, why? No, we gambled definitely gambled. Ourselves. I'll be not like, all of well, us, but that's good. Um, and he lets you know he's like, "Well, we're about ten days away from Waters Deep, and then I think our uh, business will be concluded. Um, hopefully, this will be a little more peaceful than the first half or the first nine tenths." Brock nod, <laughs> nods in agreement. Says, um, "Absolutely, fucking a. That's so loud." <laughs> Because <laughs> you have the headset on, because it was right there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like five inches from my face. Um, All right, so as your day is like ending, um, you guys are heading into an area where you guys can kind of rest and settle. Um, as you guys are settling up, uh, they kind of uh, you see Newhart kind of like setting up some food. Um, he kind of looks around to you guys. He's like, "Hey, so the rations we got from back at Tony's Tower." Um, probably going to go bad in the next couple of days so we're probably going to feast in the next couple of days if that's cool with you guys I was down for a feast uh, so he cooks up and he uh, cooks up just some potatoes, a little bit of carrots and uh, some nice meat Yeah. 
Uh, so you guys are sitting down on a fire. Uh, Newhart and his brother are like in his in the car in the wagon, uh, getting set up for bed. Okay, what's what's this uh, powwow called for? Um, I'm going to take the notepad out and show everybody, wave it around. Um, pick that guy's pocket. Um, I got this necklace too. It's kind of nice. And, uh, and I got this notebook and I haven't, so, um, I'll read it out loud to them, whatever it says. Uh, so the first note is, it says the blue man and the short one are traveling with the two half elves. The next note says they seem to be guards for the wagon. Keep a close eye. Um, so I'm watching this, um, it's, I took it off of those, uh, those two guards that you saw me talking to. Uh, as you turn the page and then go to the second page of it, um, you see that it says the short one looks very similar to the short one we saw in Greenness. I was like, these people know you, Brock. Brock slightly, uh, quietly curses an Elvish. Uh, and internally thinks, should have took the fucking disguise self spell. <laughs> Oops. When Brock kind of grimaces, he's um, like, yeah. shit. As you are continuing to read the notes, Shane, you kind of see those more notes uh, written on them. Um, and he sees that it kind of lists the weapons that are on each of you. And it says, mysterious item on the back of you, Shane, um, as well as a cloak that seems to be covering whatever he has. It shows that uh, Kelmar has a quarterstaff and a scimitar around his hip. Talks about Edson with his short sword, his axe, his long sword, a spear on his back, like, basically decked out. Oh. Like an <laughs> you forgot my new greatsword. Oh, and the greatsword that has now been added to his back. <laughs> Um, it, oh god, I forget what it is. There's an anime that there's a guy that really just carries weapons for people, and that and that's what I'm thinking of. That's and they, like he just has weapons on his back. What do you need? Spear? Here you go. <laughs> and uh, Kelmar, and uh, he sees also there's notes for Brock. Uh, Brock seems to have a uh, lute on his back, uh, basically a pipe, uh, musical pipes, as well as a sword on his hip. How do I change this to uh, from a D10 to a D12? I can do it for you. Just tell me how so I can do it. You actually don't think... I don't think you have access to do it, so... Oh, well, that makes sense. But yeah, that's the notes, and uh, it just says keep an eye on you guys. Well... All right, so... Looks um, like we're... Yeah, this is... Uh... I thought my um, my getup would be a little better, and I wouldn't um, stand out as much. It's been killing me not actually singing my songs because I'm trying to stay in incognito, and it's lovely that it uh, didn't even work. Someone is clearly pursuing us with fervor. They're they want something from us. Obviously, might want us dead. That's my so. guess. But, um, 
we could i made some i made chums with them you know they seemed like they were willing to be friendly with me so um well yeah they're talk not, to them tomorrow they're not gonna attack us on ne- the road I have, yeah i have this necklace too i could you know give it back to them and say hey you know i'm looking for whoever owns this i found it on the road um win his trust a little bit what he's up to I'll talk shit about you. That'll 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 get me in the inner circle there. It, it looks like he's already pinned you to our group, though. Yeah, but I can make up some BS story about how I because the the first notes is he's with two the blue man and the short man are with two half elves. I'm not a half elf. True, it's uh, Newhart and his brother. Yes. Oh, I'm like this kind of like. Like, yeah, I'm with you. They're like, yeah, this guy's with him. He's got a weird thing on his back. Keep an eye on him. And then when I talk to him tomorrow, I can be like, oh, yeah, these fuck off these guys. I'm just, you know, it pays really well. We have, and... to, we have to figure that the blue man and the short man are um, Brock and Edson. Yeah, they're really concerned hey, with them, too. Yeah. They're really concerned with the two of them more than the two of us. Totally. We should have played humans, Edson. No! (laughs) (laughs) You know the entire world is extremely racist. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) There's tons of blue people. I mean, look who we found in the woods, as I point out. Clearly, I am blue, too. (laughs) Find blue in the everyone like we found one blue guy <laughs> and then subsequently the other blue guy the yeah. one other blue guy in the world <laughs> let's let's just try to keep a uh, low profile um until we get to water's deep because that's that's where we need to get anyways um we sh- just should have a uh, one eye on the road one eye on these guys to, uh, to not uh, to lose our guard against them you know don't take your guard down. Hello. Um, I'd I'll say I'd keep an eye on him. But they, I'm they, not subtle. They know you. They they don't know me very well. They don't have a lot of note he's not taking a lot of notes on me. He just made he just made a a mark that I'm with you and that I'm carrying something strange on my back. Well if you want so. to do your um deception, by all means. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I wanna do that. With that, Shane's going to retire. He's going to go to sleep. Sounds good. Uh, so you guys don't have the uh, three wagons like you guys had before. You guys left Daggerford. You don't have Lita and uh, Boyd there anymore. So we are going to have to do three checks for the night. Um, so how you guys can split it up, however you guys want to split it up. I can go first. How dare you? You know Brock goes first. <laughs> Edson just goes well I want a full night's sleep <laughs> yeah typ- typically Kelmar and Brock stay up smoking during first watch I'm, I'm pretty tired a little too much and pass out before the first watch <laughs> so with a 7 uh, Edson you're kind of like sitting there and you keep hearing just the 
nonstop noise from your axe just and he's like tumbling in your bag and like you're just you're focused on that the entire time um and it is kind of getting later and it's it's weird being on the road again because like you're like trying to be as loud as you can but you're just so relaxed in those beds that you had for a couple nights and like you kind of slightly doze off just a little bit um you do just notice uh people like walking past past your wagon uh but you're just kind of tired and you can't quite tell who they are and they just walk past next shift Shane, it will be a 17. Yeah, so Shane uh, wakes up from his, and uh, Edson kind of just barely stays away from the like, You're up, man. You're up. And uh, Shane gets up, uh, sits up. Uh, I like to think that you kind of, like, look at your pistol, kind of, like, look at it, polish it a bit, um, since it's a brand new, kind of new to you, looking at the sights, making sure the barrel is as straight as it can be. Um, so you're pretty focused actually for this whole two hours. Um, you do see two people, uh, the gentleman that you saw with the other caravan that was behind you, uh, walk past your caravan, heading back down the caravan. Um, tip my hat to him. Uh, one of them nods his head and the other one just kind of keep, uh, just keeps walking and talking. All right, next shift. Uh, you can do a Brock and Kelmar, or you can do just a Kelmar. Um, well, I mean, Kelmar, you can do it if Brock wants to sleep. Kelmar, you slap uh, Brock's legs, and he doesn't do much. Nope. Just kick his foot a little bit. Nothing. I say, okay, cool. And then I'll just go and uh, just, like, play with my canteen and, like, form like water things and stuff like uh it's a natural seven perception plus four is uh, eleven uh kelmar is you're like shaping water and kind of creating images you're trying to like kind of reminisce about the genie that you saw in that vision back in the forest kind of still trying to remember how he looks and kind of like tying everything to it and just trying to think back of like him calling you son, and you think back to, like, your father, and you think back to when you were with your mom, with your dad, and just thinking back to him, and just, like, you think to yourself, like, my dad didn't have any powers. Dad had no magical ability towards himself at all. Um, but even at a young age, you knew you had powers, and then he knew that you were special, and that's the reason why that he left you with the amulet that you have, and, like, you kind of, you kind of get very uh, very emotional just thinking about your father and just kind of remembering everything that he did to make sure that you guys were safe, uh, make sure that you guys had a life that you guys can enjoy. Um, and uh, everything seems to be pretty peaceful as uh, the night goes on. Cool. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. And you guys uh, wake up in the morning. Uh, refreshed, and it is the next day. <sighs> I actually slept through the whole night for the first time during our mm-hmm. vacation. <laughs> and it's back at work. Um, I have something to do. If anybody else has something to do first, you're more than welcome to it. But um, I'm going to go chop it up with those two guards from the chop other day. Chop it up with the homies, huh? Chop it up with the spies. Yeah, I'd probably just be working on my armor uh, for what I can do without a without a forge. 
Okay. Uh, Shane, so you, as you uh, walk down or start to, like, you get up, you get all your gear on, uh, you start uh, walking down the caravan, you see a lot of people are cooking, like, breakfast and stuff like that. Um, Newhar is cooking uh, seasoned bacon and pork chunks because he has, he has to cook the meat as soon as possible. Kelmar actually really loves bacon, so he would eat some bacon. Uh-huh. That's the only really other meat that he'll eat. Because <laughs> I think he made it for him, like, the first morning on the... Uh, Boyd did. On the road. Oh, that's right. Boyd did. Yes. Crying while eating pieces of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Boyd would always smell the bacon. The booze. <laughs> Bacon and wine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Shane, as you were heading down the caravan, uh, you pass by the caravan that has uh, a bunch of exotic birds. Uh, they're chirping, waking up in the morning. And all the different birds as you walk past them. As you walk past that cart, you head over to the next cart behind it. Uh, the next cart behind it is... And after you pass him, you get to the wagon where the other guards are. They're uh, sitting at the kind of like almost out uh, fire as they cook what seems to be oatmeal uh, in a pot. And uh, one of them stands up, the one that you didn't pickpocket, stands up. What do you want? Uh, Well, first, I'd like to ask you how you're doing. And then second, I'd like to give you some bacon. I have a little thing of bacon, a couple rashers of bacon. Hey, hey, yourself's doing all right. You test, you eat the bacon first. All right, and I like, I like slug a thing of bacon out. Um, and he stops for a second and looks over. Um, he like looks back at the rider, which is the female human, and uh, looks back and she's just like, and she kind of like does the hand motion, whatever. You watch over your um, stuff, man. It's going fast. Uh, the other one that was like kind of like chummy with you walks up and is like, "Let me get some of that." Yo, partner. And he grabs a piece of bite and like, "Ah, oh, mm, bacon. Life is better with bacon." Delicious, I know. Um, I'm on my horse, I think, right? So I'm gonna hop off my horse. So, um, you know, last night I'm doing my patrols along the caravan here. And I found this lane on the ground, and I'll take the necklace out. Do you guys know who this belongs to? Uh, and the guy was chumming with you, kind of like goes around and like grabs it out of your hand. He's like, "Yes, that's that's mine. That's I was looking for that last night. That's my sister's." Oh, need to get grabby, friend. I'm happy to find it for you. Another one uh, of the odd jobs like, I have around here. And he looks up to you. Did you find also a notepad? I, I just I misplaced my notepad. I, I always like to keep a journal of what I'm doing. Interesting you said that. I saw a lot of paper scattered around. Um, I didn't pick any of it up. I didn't think to, but I, if you own a notebook, uh, white piece, white paper about this big, it's probably in about a thousand pieces. And uh, it's just like, shit. Okay. Um, and you see him kind of like go back, uh, stand up and kind of walk over to the wagon and put the necklace back into his pocket. Uh, the other one, the other one looks over and looks at you. So you travel, uh, with uh, some interesting characters. Oh, I tell you this. No, I'm, I'm working the, the caravan circuit here, and one of the one of their employers over there 
is trying to round out their group. Some shady individuals, but they approached me with the amount of money you wouldn't believe on getting uh, to the destination. So I couldn't help myself. I said yes. I keep one eye open, though, and I try not to sleep too close to any of them. They're weird, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Two of them are as blue as the sea. <laughs> well, when you travel as much as I do on the road, you see all kinds of crazy things. What are you interested in those boys for? Eh, they're just, you know, they kind of stand out in the caravan. <clears throat> A lot of weapons on them, too. Seem like they could be violent. You know, I just carry around the fishing pole here and, you know, a little short sword for sticking folks. Rapier. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. The one that's pretty well armed, the one that has a uh, pretty heavy armor on him. I've seen him fight. He's uh, quite a fighter indeed. Mm. Yeah, I've seen him throw a few blows. Uh, not someone to be trifled with, that one. <coughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, were you at uh, Tony's Tower when uh, there was that brawl in the bar? Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Blue Man made that easy, huh? Didn't have to worry about anything with that guy around. And he kind of looks at you and he's just like, yeah, yeah, you guys are got a little bit of a tussle with uh, that uh, halfling and uh, his crew. Sorry. So, um, yeah, you uh, know you know, it was uh, the long-nosed halfling and his guards. And then eventually another halfling and um which uh, David has identified them two are probably Cult of the Dragon, if not 100% Cult of the Dragon, uh, broke up the fight before people got killed. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were just, you know, we were having a friendly hand-to-hand fight, you know, just throwing some throwing some good old-fashioned fists. And then these two boys, they got out of hand. Um, but we have, we are all separated. They seem to be real uppity. You know, they, they, they wanted to really... Oh, for lack of a better word, they wanted to spill some blood. Um, talking about all kinds of crazy things, uh, being in some kind of religion, worshiping dragons and stuff. Dark times on these roads. Dark times. Indeed, indeed. Um, we've ran into enough trouble. We shouldn't be dif- making fights between each other, right? Oh, total. Of, of course. I completely agree. Um... I found it odd. Uh, they had a, you know, their guards, and they're very adamant about that, you know, church that they're in. Have you guys heard about anything about that? Church of the Dragon? Something of the Dragon? Hey, he kind of, like, looks off into the distance. He's like, are, like, you talking about, like, Bahamut? I know that he's pretty popular around the main cities. No... I didn't hear his name in anything. All I know is that they have some sort of dragon religion. Oh, Cole to the dragon. That's it. You guys heard of that? Um, give me an inside check. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Inside. Oh, yeah. So wise, Shane. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, okay. So it looks like on the screen that it's on the two, but then it says it's on the 18. What do I go with? What does the box say? Whatever the tells you, right. The box says it's an 18 plus 3. Then that's what it rolled. Well, there you go. All right. Well, it, it is. It looks very clearly like it's sitting on the 2. With the 2 up. It was All supposed right, to roll. Well, that's what it was supposed to happen. 18 plus 3. Okay. Uh, so you see him kind of like freeze for a second. And if you can see me, he kind of like 
And like right when you say cultural dragon, he's like, oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some bad stuff from the east. They're doing all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> and with your insight, you can tell that he's trying to push off what you said. Oh, he's trying to brush off. He's like, I don't want to talk about cultural dragon anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, then the other guy from the wagon comes back down and like sits down. Uh, he has like a new sheet of paper, and he, like you see him jotting down notes. Well, you know, if you guys need to talk about those boys over there, I'm happy to, you know, little information exchange or something like that. I really hold no loyalty to them, so um, if you need anything. You just let me know. You know, I'm, I'm up and down this caravan here. I don't go too far back down the train, but I'll be around if you need me. <laughs> Name's John. Stick my hand out. Uh, the first one puts his hand out. Uh, Trevor. And the other one with the notepad uh, kind of gives you a wave, of, a wave and a nod. Uh, Samuel. Samuel and Trevor. I mean, it's a, is it a woman driving? A woman driving. Uh, she's still preparing the horses. Um. Well, boys, I'm gonna do my rounds. Bam. Uh, sure. Give me a deception check. Oh boy. There it is. It's all good because it was a dirty twenty. Nice. Uh, and you just head and you head right off, and they kind of wave you off. All right. And you take your you unhook your horse, and you uh, kind of just walk your horse back over to uh, Newhar and them. Uh, you guys are finishing up your breakfast, and uh, Newhar is pretty much ready to start get going as the caravan and everyone else is ready to go. Um, I'll uh squat down next to Brock. You know, we'll make eye contact with him or anything, and I'll uh. The two guards are named Trevor and Samuel. The one with the notebook, Samuel. The other, Trevor. They know something about Cult of the Dragon. Brock, uh, well, like, he's just, like, kind of, like, nod as he's standing up and he starts doing, like, pitching something else and, like, move away from Shane. But he does it very, um, discreetly. Okay. Um, so Newar is getting the horses ready and, uh, you guys start heading down the road. Um, as you guys are heading down the road, um... You uh, see a gnome pass by you guys in uh, black, like looks like a bit to be leather or cloth with uh, belts going across it to kind of keep it together with a like almost like brown shoulder pads. She's wearing a black hat. She has a scar from the bottom of her chin across the side of her lip all the way up the side of her head. Um, and she has uh, two daggers along her hip. And uh, she gives a wink over to Brock and continues to walk past you guys. Having a good day, lady. And she looks up into the sky. With as beautiful as the sky is today, it's always a good day. She walking the other way? She's walking basically ahead of you guys. Uh, so like, kind of like continuing down the caravan path. Alright, so the day goes on. Um, you guys continue on and you guys have, have your lunch. Hang out for a little bit. They have like a kind of a breaking spot for all the oxen and horses to kind of graze for a bit. Uh, Brock, as you're sitting down and you're kind of like eating your food and like you guys are just chilling for a second to kind of take a break from uh, traveling for the first part of the morning, 
Uh, you see the gnome being very like hidden behind like a couple of the carts and kind of keeping an eye on you. Eye on who? Oh, your group. Okay, another one. While eating Brock, my my, aren't we uh, popular? I kind of nod my head. Uh, I just let Shane. He's the only other one that's really perceptive enough to pick up on. And you guys finish up lunch and you guys continue on the road. Um, as you guys continue on the road, um, it is still like plain grasslands. Uh, the grass is pretty tall. It's probably about like probably like Brock's height of how tall the grass is. So quite uh, quite tall in the area. Uh, but the pathway road is pretty clear. Mostly dirt, a little bit of stone. Um, so as you guys are going down the road, um, you guys do notice that the caravan ahead of you, which is owned by the long nose halfling. They're right in front of us, huh? Yep. And you see a gentleman walking with them that was not walking with them before. Uh, he has reddish gold cloak on. Um, he has very dark skin, darker than Brock's, darker than darker than probably anyone you guys have seen before. Um, and he continues to walk, and he and he talks continuously with the driver, which is the long nose gnome, and continues to walk around. Brock, you notice that the gnome that you saw earlier uh, is keeping a close eye on the human that is talking to the long nose gnome or long nose halfling. Okay, and as you guys are seeing the human talk to the long-nosed uh, halfling, uh, you guys go down to the road, and you can see that he's continuously talking. Um, it's also weird for you, and Brock and Shane. You guys are aware that the long-nosed halfling is not very welcoming to people, and this guy seems like he's totally welcomed. The guards don't bother him. He just continues to talk with the uh, halfling. Cool. Uh, you guys get tonight, and you guys are setting up camp. Um, and I just, if whatever you guys want to do for the night. Uh, Shane, actually, I think you wanted to do a leather strap for your rifle. Uh, go ahead and give me a tinkerer's check. Bom, bom, bom. so efficient. Come on. Roll it, here we are. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, you finish up the leather strap. Uh, it seems like it will hold on to it. You put a little bit of, uh, metal, like, uh, like, irons into the side, uh, side of your rifle and kind of wrap the leather around it to have a pretty secure pretty secure grip. Um, I believe, Edson, you want to work on the armor, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead and give me blacksmithing, uh, blacksmithing with, with proficiency, so D20 plus proficiency. Okay. The uh, 21. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and add a certain amount towards your armor, which I'll be doing that right now. Uh, but yeah, you finish up all the leather straps and kind of the connection points, basically, for the plate armor that you're working on. Cool. Right. Uh, how much gold goes towards that today? Uh, just 25 for you. All right. Uh, but you made you made really good progress. You can tell that you, you put a good time into it. Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll head over in tonight. Do you guys want to do anything before you guys go to bed, talk at all? Um, well, we need, we should probably inform Eddie and, uh, Kelmar that, well, we've just, so we'll fill them in on what we, what we did today. We, you know, saw a couple, couple more, a couple new people, um, 
hanging out with other suspicious people. They're keeping an eye on us. Um, couple of gnomes. One's a lady, so watch out for her and Brock. He could get himself into some trouble there. Um, I learned the names of the guards in the caravan and the uh, the wagon. What, like two down from us, Mark? Two two behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Trevor and. Trevor and Samuel. Samuel is the one who's taking notes. Trevor seems like a, a real tough guy. Mark, is this um, the same cart that the the guards always gave me shit? Uh, you did get a little bit of shit from them, but this is also the rider that you saw that took excellent care of their horses. Okay, not the one that took bad care of the horses. Mm-hmm. This is the lady that looks like their horses are in pristine condition. Got it. Okay. Um, Mark, I would, uh, want to work on the, putting some magic into the orb. Mm-hmm. Arcana um, check. Yep. A nine. That's not good. Plus, like, six? No. Um, a six plus three. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dave, so you use the rubies uh, as you focus your uh, magical energy through the rubies and kind of, like, build a little bit more energy into the, uh, uh, basically, the orb that you have. And you make a little bit of progress, right? How much gold? Uh, 25. It is every time, basically. Every time you do something towards it, it's 25 gold. What are you doing for that? What's what's going on there? Um... I'm trying to make it into a, uh, pretty much a pearl of power. Um, I'm, um, it does something else right now and it, it's okay what it does right now, but having a, um, an extra spell slot just in, just in case, like in the back pocket, um, is more, is more beneficial. So I'm trying, since, um, Brock is like jack of all trades, he's, it has his fingers and a little bit of everything. Um, Mark's allowing me to, uh, um, be that arcane, um, yeah, you know. With the help of Mordecai, of course. Yeah, I got a little, a little inspiration from, um, from Mordecai on how to do it, and, um, he practiced it with, uh, Kelmar's, um, chess piece, so he's, uh, now working on something for himself. Alright, we'll head into the night shifts. Uh, who wants to start off? I will. That's right, you want to do first. Yep, always. 14. I'll do mine second then. That's really good. Uh, As Brock, you were resting. Um, Seems pretty peaceful. Nothing much going on. A little bit of talking to the north and south of you. Uh, You do see the gnome walk past you. And of course, look at you and just give you a little bit of wink and Um, smile. I'll, I'll I'll, I'll do a detect thoughts on her as she passes me. Sure. Um, surface level thoughts. There's the surface level thoughts. Oh, that was pitiful. Oh, no. Uh, surface layer, uh, surface layer thoughts. You hear in the mind basically that she is aware of your presence, and as she's passing. 
keep everything casual. Uh, Brock um, just can keep it casual. So he he takes that two of ways. Keep it casual. You, he might get beyond you or keep it casual. He's cute. And Brock believes both. So uh, he's uh, confused. Uh, but he's going to play it cool. Just like she is. Maybe give her like a you know a tip of the hat. Um, and then as she walks back, you can see that she is keeping an eye on the caravan uh, a couple carts back, and uh, she continues to walk past them. Okay. Next shift. E. I rolled a twenty-five. Shane, you're sharp. You're aware. Working on your rifle, just kind of polishing it, getting out the the dinks from. Uh, not a expert blacksmith, but uh, kind of a uh, subpar uh, blacksmith, and you're just kind of car- uh, just kind of like working it out, polishing it as much as you can to kind of get it back to its nice clean. Line it up, see how it lines up. Kind of like doing some actions, like while you're standing there next to the fire. Kind of how quickly you can pull it out. Just getting general practice. Peaceful night, though. Next shift. Alrighty. Come on, you're sleeping through. Yes, so that'll be an eleven for me. So that's an um you're like going through all the like the leather pieces that you have that attach all the pieces of armor that you have. And you're like kinda of going through the oars and the one piece that you got kinda of worked on a little bit at the forge. It's like the start of a uh, shoulder pad. Uh, you start to uh like get a, like a pick almost and like start to etch a little bit of a design on the shoulder pad. Go ahead and give me, God, I guess blacksmithing plus profi- yeah, just blacksmithing plus proficiency. So twenty plus proficiency. Alrighty. The uh, eighteen. Uh, you carve out a pretty nice symbol of Bahamut on the shoulder pad. Nice, nice. Uh, not as nice as your shield, but pretty good. And it's a, it's a little crude, so you may have to work it out a little bit. Alright, but it's a start. And uh, you kind of stay awake and look around. Uh, as the like end of the shift is kind of coming around, you do start to get a little tired and kind of like put your back against the wheel of the wagon. And uh, kind of doze off just a little bit. Uh, but you're kind of woken up um, as, as everyone else, as uh, the morning starts to, the sun starts to rise. Uh, you kind of feel like a shift of the wagon. Uh, behind you, that kind of startles you awake. Go and give me a perception check, Edson. All right. Be a seventeen. Um, you kind of look over to your left hand side. Look over to your right. Um, as you look over to your left, you do see two guards, or two guys in armor, uh, walk past on the opposite side of the wagon and walk down the road. Hmm. Do I recognize these guys at all? Uh, they seem to be uh, the two people that Shane was talking to the other day. Interesting. I, I'd like to go up to Shane real quick when he wakes up. And Standing over me. Hmm? <laughs> Just standing <laughs> over you. Just towering de- over going, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, wake up. Hey. hey, Ed, you're great and all, man. Don't do that, you know. Uh, don't do what anyway stand over me (laughs) never mind what's up man (laughs) 
uh, your two buddies decided to come by our cart tonight. And I think they did that yesterday, too, but I didn't get a good look at them. What are they doing, just spying? I think they are. Um, mind trying to get some more intel on them about that? Okay. Um, uh, do you, do you, I relayed my, uh, what I have so far on them to you already, right? You're up to date? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get over there today. I got to make it look casual. I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, pushing them, pressing them too much. So I, I get you. But uh, we need to keep a closer eye on the cart. They seem to have some interest in our cart in particular. Um, I'm going to take the notebook that he wrote in, and I'm going to tear out a bunch of pages. Um, and then uh, I'm going to drag it to the, on the ground a little bit dirt it up um and then i'm gonna take the pages that i ripped off and i'm gonna i don't know put them in the cart or something i don't want them i'm not gonna just throw them on the ground so i'll just put them in the cart stash them in there for a little bit do i just put in your pocket or your bag i don't want to have it on me when i get close to them just in case they ask me to do something i'm i don't want the evidence on me want to give it to me sorry hey, you can hold on to the paper i got it a little bit yeah all right I um, I look around all the uh, armor or the, all the weapons and everything, and I'm just like, uh, where do I stash this thing? Uh, hmm. Yeah, one of these sheaths should be fine. Yeah, sure. So you store up the uh, notes from Shane, or the written papers from Shane. Uh, so you guys sit down. Uh, looks like Nuhar is making oatmeal for the morning, and uh, you guys all sit down and get a bowl of oatmeal I like to, I want to say gruel but it's not gruel but <laughs> it sounds so medieval when I say gruel uh, yeah you guys are sitting down with oatmeal um, and Brock you see the uh, female gnome walk up to you guys sit down uh, and grab Edson's bowl of oatmeal grabs it from him really quickly uh, she's silent, looking at you guys, and uh, you see her dagger kind of digging into the uh, oatmeal. She seems to pull something out, and she grabs it. She uh, pulls it between her fingers and kind of unravels it, and she shows it to you, gentlemen. Hold on. Uh, she says, this gentleman is a silver bone, curled into a circle, so you may swallow it with a mouthful of uh, oatmeal and not notice it. Once eaten... It will slowly uncurl and expose needles into your guts. I suspect it's all in your breakfast. And then she stands up, she says, let's talk tonight, and walks away. To which I just say, I look down at my oatmeal, look over, going, thank you. Brock digs through his oatmeal. Does he find one? Investigation check. Oh, fuck yeah. 18 plus 3... 21. Uh, as you dig through oatmeal, there seems to be a lot of, like, kind of, like, thicker chunks of, like, oats and different stuff like that. Um, a lot of things that look similar to what she had, um, but nothing that signifies that it was made of metal. But I found um, something similar in size and shape. Similar in size, similar in density. You're not sure if it could be just a 
really hard oak or possibly something that is also the uh, metal that you found. Okay, I'm going to put that into a little bag. More like a pocket. Okay. Kelmar is going to look through his, seeing that Brock found something in his oatmeal. Yep, and you're like digging through it, and uh, Kelmar, I'm not going to make you roll for this because there's no point. Um, and you dig through it, and you find a lot of like chunks where like they're a lot more dense than the rest of the oats. But nothing that's a good I'll put those in that same bag. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Newhar and like, what the hell, man? And he Newhar's made breakfast, like, right? Yeah, Newhar's like, and he puts his hand up. He's like, I bought this from the market. I, I don't know. Oh, I trust you, Newhar. So <laughs> check your bowl. Check your bowl. Check your bowl before uh, eating. To Newhar. Fucking eat shit. Not to Newhar. I'm not eating anything. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Dump it on the ground. Newer kind of like just, yeah. Newer like kind of like shoves like the oats out of the way and just kind of like drinks the liquid that's in there and just kind of scoops it out of the way. He's like, "I'll wait until lunch." Well, I'm gonna hold on to him in case uh, I need to shove it down someone's throat. Thanks for everyone for listening to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends and family if you enjoyed the podcast and share the love. Uh, we'll be seeing you guys next week. And this is your DM signing off.